Welcome to episode two of Your Voice. I am your not usual host, Cruz Castillo. Usually host Millennials Meet World. I'm going to do a shameless plug. It's all NGMC, so it's tied up. Millennials Meet World, check it out. It is pretty much the coolest show on the whole podcast. And that's just not me saying that. That's just, you know, voter appeal. So episode two of Your Voice. And I'm here with Jorge Serna of Santana, California, or is it Anaheim, California? I'm from Anaheim. Oh, my bad. Sorry to all you Santana people out there. Um, Jorge uh, hails from the OC, and he is a writer, an actor, an improviser, a comedian, a jack of all trades. A dancer. Oh, my bad. That's your number one thing? (laughs) Yeah. Dancing? What kind of dancing? Jazz. Jazz fusion ballet. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Well, if you guys want a jazz fusion, what did you say? Jazz fusion uh, extension. Oh. Ballet tap okay so why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little about background your heritage what you do where you from where you from well i am from anaheim homes i i like acting and uh i like writing a lot too and um uh you know trying to trying to break out that's why i'm on this radio show oh really yeah (laughs) an hmc radio dude glad to have you what do you like to write about a bunch of different stuff. And, you know, recently I, I've gotten into documentary filmmaking. Uh, the Something in my family happened a while back ago. Your family? Yeah, well, um, my, my cousin Laura went missing a couple years ago. And I decided to make a documentary about her life and, oh, and shoot. what she was working on. She, she had um, this gift where she can speak to the dead. She's clairvoyant? Psychic? Yeah. Yes, something along those lines. And uh, she found a way to actually record her conversations with uh, spirits. And um, yeah, this is, this is what was left of, you know, she went missing uh, two years ago. We just want to put it out there. If anyone knows anything, you know, you let us know. Okay. Right, uh, what are they called? Uh, the Belleville Session. All right. Well, let's get to it. Thank you. Thanks, NHMC. Last year, Laura Moreno became missing shortly after recording her well-known podcast, Spectral Radio. The following footage was found among her belongings in her Thousand Oaks apartment and was used in a court case against Salvador Ramos, Laura's ex-boyfriend, who was originally accused of murdering Laura, but then found innocent on all charges. The footage was finally released to the makers of this film with consent from the Moreno family in the hopes that somebody out there might have any useful information about Laura's disappearance. Here, in their entirety, are the final episodes of Spectral Radio. The nature of this footage is intended for a mature audience. Discretion is advised. Session 3, Alex, San Francisco, California, 11.45 p.m. How did you do it? What? How did you die? I... I... Do you think you can describe how it felt? Is there anything you remember in particular about dying? I was hanging 
you were scared? I was afraid of being stuck in midair forever. I couldn't move. I wanted to leave. Did you see, like, a... Whatever you want to. A dream. 
What about a dream? I feel like I'm in a dream. A dream or a nightmare? Sometimes both. Can you tell me where you are? Have you been here before? What are you experiencing in these dreams? I'm gonna have to stop. I need a break. Spiders in the mouth was just too damn much for me. Can you describe something good that you see? Sometimes it feels like I'm flying. That sounds nice. Are you positive you're flying? Not just falling peacefully? Are you confined to one place? Is this room your private domain? Sure. When you look around, do you see a house? Can you see me waving to you? inside the hole. Do you think if you tried to go through that void, you might come out and meet me on this side? Maybe. Can you try, Alex? before that you committed suicide. Can we talk more about that? What? My listeners would like to know more about you. What? Do you remember anything about the reason that made you want to commit suicide? It was because of a girl. What was her name? Rebecca. Rebecca is a very pretty name. And so what happened? as old as time. I can guess there's probably a great deal of souls in the same situation you were in when you died. Have you met any others like you? Yeah. Do you talk? What are they like? Some are happy. Some are sad. All of them are lost. Is there anyone else in this room that wants to speak? No. Alex, I have one last question for you. I know, this is going to be the last one. What? How did you do it? What? How did you die? I 
hung myself. Do you think you can describe how it felt? Is there anything you remember in particular about dying? say you were scared? I was afraid of being stuck in midair forever. I couldn't move. I wanted to leave. Did you see? See a bright light? No. I didn't see anything or anyone. I am as alone as I was during my life. What happens when you commit suicide? Okay, that's enough for tonight. Alex, I'd like to thank you for coming to talk with me. Of all the dead that I speak to, most of them tend to be suicides. Not sure why that is, but I'd like to think you guys are more aware of what has happened to you. You have all accepted this tragic gift, curse, blessing, whatever it may be, and you've entered right into this new world with open eyes. Right now, yes, it may feel as if you're lost and you can't find your way home. But if you can find your way to visiting me, please do so. I believe the spirits have so much to teach us, but only when we stop to listen to what they really have to say. Be safe, Alex, and try your best to focus on flying. And quit dreaming about those damn mouth spiders. Well, thanks for listening to me and my morbid obsession. For Spectral Radio, I'm Laura Moreno, reminding you to be afraid. Be very afraid. And also to like and follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Snapchat. Rest in peace, you guys. Good night. The Belleville Sessions, Session 1 and 2. John and Paula. First Castle, San Simeon, California, 1 a.m. Good morning. My name is Laura Moreno, and you're listening to Spectral Radio. Before we begin this episode, I'd like to take a small moment to thank all of my morbidly curious listeners out there for making this the most downloaded podcast eight weeks in a row. Thank you all so much for your support. I don't know where I'd be without you guys. Although, honestly, I'd probably be teaching a course in broadcasting at some vocational school. Right now, it's almost 1 a.m., And once again, I'm recording live from one of the most haunted places in California. That's right, I'm back at the infamous Hearst Castle, located in beautiful San Simeon, California. The equipment I'm using tonight is my brand new Belleville P900. It was deliberately released a couple of weeks before Halloween, probably just to trick me into buying it. And it came with the manufacturer's promise of contacting with crystal clear quality anyone living or dead. Emphasis on the dead part. So naturally, I had to buy it and see it for myself if it worked better than my last radio. If you are new to the spirit world or just an old soul and wish to be heard, please don't be shy. Because this machine was really super expensive. And with the click of a button, I am ready to summon a spirit. Let's begin. If you can hear my voice, I only bring love. And I can offer you the light the love and the light. 
love and the light. Love and light. Love and light. Love and light. Love and light. Whom do I have the pleasure of speaking? It's John. Hi, John. Have we talked before? I can't remember. Well, I have ground rules about talking with new guests, John. Three questions? Yes. Do you remember the questions that I asked you? You asked me what I loved the most when I and what was your answer? My beautiful horse, 911. Of course. Yes, good. Can you tell me the color of the Porsche? It was green, I think. Is this John who died from cancer in the month of February? Yes, on Valentine's Day. But I can't remember. How are you, John? Do I sound a little clearer to you now? No. Why? Well, nothing. I brought a new receiver and was hoping the sound would be better on both sides. Okay. What's on your mind tonight, John? Can you tell my daughter I'm okay? Sure. What's her name? Forgot your own daughter's name? You forget everything when you die. I don't even know if my name is actually John. That's just what I call myself now. Then how would you know if you had a daughter? I keep hearing someone crying. Little girl keeps screaming. girl look like? I can't remember. I don't think I can see her. But her shrieking makes it shake all around me. I'm getting a little hurry. The sound makes everything go black. And I can't see what I'm John, I gotta admit, you picked an awful time to lose your memory. Why is that? Well, I don't know how many years you've been dead, but now we have these vast, endless methods of communication and a website that can be described as a virtual phone book with the names and pictures of almost every living person on the planet. If you could give me your daughter's name and address, I could find her within seconds. Sounds amazing. Actually, it's not. People only use it to spread misinformation and hate propaganda. It's kind of the worst aspect of daily life in this century. Wow. That's a shame. John, the last time we spoke, you mentioned to me what the moment of death felt like for you. Can you please describe it once more for me and my listeners? Well, I've been living with cancer for three or four years. 
last few months before I died, I was living pain almost 24 hours covering your bases because you didn't know who was going to show up. That's exactly right. Did any of the aforementioned guides appear to you? No. I haven't seen hide nor hair of him or any of them. Did you ever stop to think that maybe it's not a him that you're looking for? Maybe you should be looking for a she. The conversation goes on like this for a while longer, about 45 minutes. But before John leaves, he introduces me to a friend of his who's been dead longer than he has, someone he met outside the Hearst Castle, near a beach, a woman named Paula. After I gave Paula my questions, we got into the subject of how she died. She can't remember, says the details are kind of grainy, but she does have a recurring dream every once in a while, a dream of being brutally murdered by a group of people. are sleeping over because my husband isn't with me. I'm pregnant, so they don't want me to be alone. And out of nowhere, there's these people in the house, and they are tying us up and dragging me out of my bed. They all have knives, and everyone's screaming begging for their lives. One of my friends tries to fight back and three of the people begin stabbing him to death. A woman comes close to me and she cuts the throat of the man next to me. One of my friends, because he was trying to protect me again, my baby, Then the woman comes up to me again and says, I'm going to cut your baby out of you. And then I'm going to kill you. And then it's over. I can't remember anything else. Time just stopped there, frozen. I immediately recognized the story she is telling me. It was the Manson family murders. Can you believe this? Could this be the spirit of the infamous Sharon Tate? Or was I just being strung along by some negative energy? Paula, does the name Sharon Tate sound familiar? Have you ever heard it before? No. I'm just asking because the dream you're describing is a famous murder from 50 years ago. Really? That's right. Paula, an actress named Sharon Tate, died in the same horrific way you die in your dream. I can't believe it. 
but there are a few irregularities. You said it was a group of men and one woman? That's right. Well, Tate and her unborn baby were actually murdered by three women and one man. Are you positive in your dream it's the opposite? It's only a dream. I can't be sure. It changes so much. What do you mean? Every time I have that dream, all of the people change. Every last detail is rearranged. And then I start to lose everything. I lose my senses. Five days after her interview with Alex, Laura goes missing. Search parties scour the coast looking for any sign of her. A week after Thanksgiving, Laura's car is found on the Golden Gate Bridge. The car is balanced on the traffic median, with no explanation of how it arrived there. Inside the car, there is nothing damaged or anything to indicate a sign of a struggle. Three years have passed since Laura disappeared, with no trace whatsoever. If you have any information about Laura or where she might be, please call the number on your screen.